Hey, I'm Dave, and welcome to another episode of Dying to Listen podcast. Today we have Lander from The Protagonist Dies. If you have not checked out his work, as usual, please just pause this podcast and take a look. He's got some amazing and fantastic work. So uh, we'll jump right into it here. Um, well, thank you for uh, being on the podcast. Greatly appreciated. Um, obviously, you're here because you're a dyer, but do you disc golf? I love to disc golf. It's like my favorite hobby at this point. I've been doing it for like, I think, five years. Um, I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I never like nothing's clicked necessarily. Like, I guess it's unfair to myself. Like, I'm a, a little bit self-deprecating in most aspects of my life. But like, I'm better than like a guy that just goes out and, and like, is, I'm going to play disc golf, but I'm not good. What got you into disc golf? Man, I don't even like really know what the catalyst was that like propelled me into the disc golf world. I just know that like I, I saw like Ellison driving by and I saw I knew like Millennium had discs. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm speaking like, you know, where I live and like what my local landmarks are. OK, I was uh, going to say, so where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> I live in upstate New York in Rochester, uh, you know, in the in the greater Rochester area in the suburbs. Um, Ellison is like an, an extremely old disc golf course in America. And by that, I mean, like it was made in like the seventies. Um, but it's like, I think, and don't quote me here. We could like, these things are all Googleable. Um, but it was like one of the very first, like national or even maybe international tournaments was held at Ellison disc golf park in Rochester. So it's got some history. Um, it's a cool park, but it's just like on the corner of, that you, you drive past it just going down the road sometimes and see the baskets. And and so I had a, a knowledge basically of like what it was. I saw people doing it and just decided like, that looks fun. I'll give it a try. Um, picked up like the three disc Innova starter set that everybody had five years ago. And um, man, the rest is a wrap. It, 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 I was hooked fast and I got like one friend to join. And then now all my friends disc golf. Nice. I was going to say, do you have any other friends that you play with? Almost all of them, except for like my one buddy, Arnie, who refuses to try because he's just <laughs> that, that dude. He's like, I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, he sucks. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, don't Arnie, don't watch this podcast. Um, almost all of them. And then like through disc golf, I have like a subset of of homeboys that like I hang with that I just met through the sport and like really love so um disc golf has opened up some doors for me that way socially what does disc golf mean to you uh it's just like escape you know it's something i can get out and do and not be like especially um as like most people are these days screen addicted so like to be able to put that away and only like pull out u-disc in between holes <laughs> i still pull out my phone every every three minutes on the course but it's mostly just to um check my double bogeys uh, it's, um, it's escape. It's a way to like, kind of get off the grid, shut down, get outside in nature and like reconnect with, with mother earth and, and all that, you know, all that spiritual stuff that people need and, and get from places that I don't. So do you play during the winter? Yeah. So upstate New York, our winters are really bad. Um, Buffalo is obviously known for like crazy winters and we're like the next city down. I played a tournament a couple of years back in a place um, that the walk from the parking lot to hole one is like a quarter mile stretch. And it was a foot and a half of snow and everybody, there's just a line of a hundred people like death marching to, to there. It was a shotgun start to various holes and I was on like hole 15. And so we're, we're walking out there and it was right after like Texas got real cold and people like migrating to Mexico. And I was like, dude, this is just like, <laughs> it was, it was, we were migrating and uh, it, it's all winter long, man. Put a ribbon on a disc. You can't let it stop you because our winters are long. We're kind of in the same uh, zone for that. So, yeah, never never stop playing. You know, winter doesn't – I I have a cart, and I got some skis for my cart. So, good to go. My first, like, what I consider real ace was in, like, a foot and a half of snow. Oh, and nice. I torqued my knee and fell on the, on the tee pad, too, and was surprised to hear the chains when I hit. It was from the red tees, but, you know. So, what got you into disc dying? Uh, uh, one of my buddies aforementioned um, that I started playing with, he decided he was going to try it. 
And I was like, oh, that sounds like kind of cool. And he did like two shaving cream dyes. I was like, oh, these are cool. He might have did a couple more here and there. And I, I started and I was like, OK, this is neat. Um, and I wanted to see like where I could take it, I guess. And, and taking it somewhere at that point was like really rudimentary type stuff. I forget like how it first happened if I had like put it out on on Facebook or someone was like, will you make me one? And I was like, oh, hmm. like, yeah, sure. I, I guess so. And so that's where it took off from. I still have pictures of those discs. They weren't great, but. Um. I don't think anybody's first discs typically are. <laughs> uh, what year did you start dying? It's been like a year and a half or two years. Like I'm, I'm so full disclosure, two things that I cannot do are place events on a timeline or no geographical locations or direction. Those are my absolute, like, I cannot do it. So when you say, when did you do it? I don't know. Like a year or two ago, I think I started. Yeah. I feel like you're the uh, COVID disc dyer boomer generation. A hundred percent. Like I am really lucky to even like have the follow. I don't know if you can call it a following, like the, to be where I am in the disc dyeing community. Cause I just got it on like the cutting edge of right before it really, really blew up. So it was timing. When was that? You could tell me when I started tying discs. Um, yeah, I, I, definitely the, the COVID 2020, 2021-ish. Yeah, so it was it was right then. And I, because I, there are guys that started way after me. They're way better than me at this point, but they just don't have the following because they haven't been in as long. So I, they're going to push me out of the game eventually. I'm sure of it. <laughs> You got some good work, so uh, don't self-deprecate yourself too much. <laughs> I, I try not to. I try not to. But uh, I know that, like, so it's, you know, people that I show and that I know and don't know, like, the disc dying community are like, oh, those are amazing. You're the best. How do you do that? And then, like, I see, the, like, good disc dyers do stuff. And I'm like, you don't even know the half. Well, you know, as long as the people you show are impressed and happy. Sure. And my mom thinks it's like very cool. I well, she didn't no. know. Like I was, I didn't tell people I was doing a podcast. I texted her <laughs> today. She's got my, she's got one of my kids at rehearsal, and I was like, "Mom, when when you come in, quiet, because I'm going to be on a podcast." And she like, there was a lot of exclamation points on the text she sent back. <laughs> well, you know that's moms. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the first disc that you died? I know you kind of mentioned it, but do you have any more details on that? I, like I really don't. I know like some of my very first ones. I can't. I can't call the very first. One of the first ones I remember doing was uh was on a a Hades, and um, it was the first time I tried to do anything with a stencil. And I cut. I don't even remember what the design was. It might have been like the Apex Legends. Something silly. Like not. And I just cut it freehand and slapped it on the disc and then put that in a shaving cream dye. And then when it came out, the um, the, the shaving cream dye wasn't real saturated, so the silhouette of the thing was kind of fuzzy and you didn't know what it really was. And at the time, I didn't know, like it left this residue on my disc that who, wherever that disc is now, I'm sure still has it on there. It's just from the vinyl, but I had no idea what it was. I thought it like ate, ate <laughs> up the plastic or something. So I didn't know that you could use like a solvent and take that off real easy. So it was always sticky and weird. And I just thought that was the way it was. Not that it like just had shit on it. <laughs> 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 well now you know where did you learn about disc dyeing you know like different techniques and um other things that you've learned along the way the first like youtube tutorial video i, I watched was brian eckert's like pipe dreamer 72 glue bed tutorial shout out to brian um he just crushed me in a in a tournament recently. Yeah. Um, that guy makes killer discs. He's like one of those guys I talk about when I'm like when you when you see like what a really good dyer can do, <laughs> you know. Um, it was him that like really kicked off like the start of me turning a corner to being able to make stuff that looked pretty good. Uh, so props to Brian because that tutorial was was lit. Uh, I believe I'm gonna have him on at some point as well. So awesome! I'll be sure to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> watch all the other ones <laughs> uh do you have a favorite uh type of plastic that you like to dye and or brand i don't really have one that i really love over the others like castaplast i just their, their plastic feels so just nice and and soft and I, so i like that just because i like the plastic in general it takes dye really really well too the k1 soft um mm. 
So I guess if I had to choose one, I'd say maybe that. ESP takes die like really well. Those are really fun just to die. Um, just craft ESP. I'm a basic bitch when it comes to like what kind of plastic I want to die. Pumpkin spice. What, whatever takes die, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> Do you typically keep the stamp or wipe the stamp? Um, I used to be a keep the stamp guy, totally, because I never worked with stencils. Um, I I bought the uh, Silhouette 4 that I have for stencil cutting probably nine months before I ever turned it on because I bought it and then was too intimidated to learn how to use it because I've never, <laughs> I've never done anything like that before. Um, yeah. My like photoshop digital art skills are basically zero so um i was really intimidated by it so i was always a keep the stamp guy and now i would say 50 50 it depends on the stamp if it's like a super cool stamp i'm obviously not gonna wipe it um mm-hmm. if it's like an esp base disc with like the annex in the in the square you know I'll, I'll probably wipe it and put a stencil on it but not those can be like made to look really cool too so it just depends what i'm feeling what made you do stencils just knowing that like it was a possibility and seeing like the things that could be done made me get the silhouette. Uh, what made me use it was somebody contacted me via Instagram through my, through my page and was like, can you make my husband best man discs for his wedding? I'm, I want to surprise him with them. And I was like, that's so cool. I would love to do that. I didn't tell her that I had no idea how to do that. <laughs> but I was like, yes, I would love to be a part of that. That sounds amazing. It is right up my alley. And then I got to work and started like texting immediately all my more computer digital art savvy friends like, hey, like, is there any way you can like point me in the right direction here? A buddy of mine was like, oh, this program is called Canva and this is Photo P on the, you know, it's like a free Photoshop kind of thing on the web that you can use. So it's like, sweet. Uh, will you do it for me? <laughs> and he did. And he made me like the, the basically the whole stencil that I just, or the, you know, I had to then go to Photo P. He told me how to like cut it out on a transparent background, all that. Um, and that was like, oh, I can, I can use this machine. Like I kind of know. And I've learned some things since then, but um it's all self-taught and just like messing around. That is extremely awesome that you had no idea how to do any of this stuff and you <laughs> dived head first in and you produced some good results. So congrats on that. Yeah. Thanks, man. They were really stoked. Um, looking back on it, not my best work, obviously, but um, people liked it and it was sentimental. And like, I just, I, being able to like implant myself into other people's lives is like, that sounds kind of creepy and weird, but is is one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. Like just being yeah. able to like in a small way be a part of something bigger. Um, that's that's what it's about for me. So you're completely new to the stencil game. So is there any words of advice that you would give to beginners with the knowledge that you know now? Like I don't know anything, so it's hard to give advice. My advice is just do it. Like give it a shot. If you have no idea what you're doing, tinker around, click buttons, Google stuff, go to YouTube and and just do it, man. Give it a shot. Well, I'm going to ask some specific questions on Sweet. stencils. What vinyl do you use? I use what I when I type into Amazon in the search bar, <laughs> I type Oracle 651 and then okay. Amazon sends me probably, I don't know, maybe it's the real stuff. I, it's, sometimes I'm not so sure. It's like I got... Sometimes it's matte. I just figured out that there's a difference between matte and uh, the opposite of matte vinyl because the stuff I got now yes. is not. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> the stuff I have now is glossy and I've never had it before. So that was a little different to work with. I wasn't sure if it was even like legit. Um, so this is like hot. This is very. Uh, I'm being exposed right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is fine. Um, that is perfectly fine. Do you buy like the uh, pre-cut sheets or do you get it on the roll? I buy the pre-cut sheets um, because it's easy. And at this point, I've kind of like come to terms with like, I'm not going to make a whole lot of money doing this. So if it's easier, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not trying to like cut every corner to pinch pennies. Mm -hmm. Like I want to make it easier and and I want it to be fun. Uh, And when I have to start pulling out rolls and, and cutting stuff and all that, it, it gets less fun for me. So I'll spend the cash and take the hit and, and keep it fun. Yeah. I, I buy the sheets as well. It's again, it's just, 
maybe a few cents more for the convenience and they're um, flat. Like if you try to cut it off yeah. the roll, it's kind of hard to manhandle and put on mm-hmm. the, the, the thingamabobber. What transfer tape slash paper do you use? I have no idea. It's what it's the same. Fantastic. It's the same twelve by twelve sheets. I get them on Amazon. They're probably okay. different every time I get them. I don't. I, I've got no brand loyalty there. I've never had ones that like I felt didn't mm-hmm. work. Um, I assume there are some that don't work real well, but I type in transfer tape on on Amazon and take whatever's uh, on sale at the time. <laughs> yeah, what's the <laughs> cheapest one I can get the most of because I need them now. There you go. What dye method do you use for your stencils? <laughs> I it depends. Like if I'm doing a bunch of them, uh, like I just had like five of the same stencil that I that I wanted to like mass produce a, a handful of discs of. I'm gonna hot dip them because it's just easier that way. I don't have like a a big setup. I've got one heat lamp. Um, so I, if I'm doing like a single stamp, depending on like how big it is or how intricate, I like to do like just a, a lotion paint in like a squeeze bottle and put that under heat for a little while because it's it's fast. I don't have to like I've uh, torched my fair share of discs um, in both like under a heat lamp and in a dye bed. This is all trial by fire, man. Uh, <laughs> so, so the the. Uh, heat lamp i feel like i can like walk away from it for a little more and not have to worry about it and not like i have no like i just put a pan on the stove and get it till i think it's hot enough you know i'm i'm there is no science this is this is all art for me i'm not, i'm not measuring stuff i'm not taking I like temperatures you, i like you you're very uh loosey-goosey and fly <laughs> by the seat of your pants and see what happens that's my yeah that's my philosophy man i'm trying to have fun i don't want to be i'm no scientist that's, I don't like instruments. I don't want to do all that stuff. I want to like eyeball things. I'm a, a, a what's it like? I can't bake because everything has to be like measured out. But I like to cook. Cooking is an art. Baking's a science, right? That is cook, exactly true. I, I hate baking, but I like cooking. Perfect. But uh, I've luckily, knock on wood, haven't cooked any discs yet, and I feel like I use a lot of heat. So. <laughs> oh man, I've melted discs. I had I yeah. put out in shit. <laughs> the first time I did a uh, one of those glow axiom insanities from like last Halloween, uh, which I really liked, and I saw like Jory did one that was super cool, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna kill this disc and I, the bed was awesome. I was so happy with it, and then I put it under heat and like came downstairs, and it was like <laughs> it was it was wavy man i ruined that disc i threw it in the garbage without saying anything to anyone i was <laughs> just you know shove it off to the side yeah what's that smoking I, uh, pile here <laughs> i've never dyed uh eclipse plastic but i've know that um bill from gingivitis he cooked one too that was a uh, eclipse plastic i wonder if they cook worse than other plastics hmm. it's possible that's another thing i have no idea about like it that's too sciencey i can't, I can't <laughs> be bothered <laughs> uh what dye do you use to dye your discs uh the majority of what i have is pro chem i started off with eye dye um because you could get it on amazon i don't even know like pro chem might have been available it was like before they even started with like their their disc golf section um, I just, you know, through scouring Reddit and and various like websites, um, found out about Procom and and started using them and love them. But I I still have some eye dye that I use as well. What color do you use for your stencils? I use just dark dungeon usually, and now I like will maybe try something else because I see people like Jillian that's like, oh, I have dark dungeon and I mix it with onyx and I get a touch of brown and like a little bit of red to like counteract <laughs> the blue or something. I'm like, what? It's already black. <laughs> Apparently, uh, it's not. If you haven't tried eye dye poly black, I think that's the best black for hot dipping, or just black, black, really. I have a batch of hot dip that I've been using forever, and no, I think it's Dark Dungeon because I do have a packet of eye dye black sitting in a drawer. Uh-huh. If I could show you my <laughs> janky ass uh, dye lab that's like next door to me right now, <laughs> it's where is your dye lab? It's like six feet away from me it's in my basement um that's where i am now uh my i got family wandering about so i had to go into like this is uh what we dubbed the rave cave uh it doesn't look (laughs) like it right now but we've got a fog machine and like disco lights and 
the laptop right now is set up right above. Okay, I'll do this right above my wife's like CDJs. There's nice. I got the turntables right in front of me. The speakers on either side. That was probably really bad for the podcast. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is the rave cave. So right next to the rave cave is the die lab, and that's where I make my magic. Uh, do you have a spot to rinse off your discs down there? No, I go upstairs <laughs> with, with the bed or I take the disc out and throw it into like a, a ultimate disc and run up the stairs with it. It's janky, man. I'm telling you, have which you is like, I feel like, yet? no, thank God. I haven't like spilled a bottle of dye. I haven't dropped stuff all over the place. My countertops are like uh, granite or marble or something and they, they don't absorb shit real easy and they wipe off because I've gotten stuff on the countertops the first time it happened I was like no Um, and it wiped up and I was like yes my wife doesn't have to know Um, (laughs) well now she does if she listens to this Um, oh shit (laughs) damn it you can edit that part out right Um, sure like I've a lot of my clothes and also my hands are like stained permanently but that's fine I'm cool with it (laughs) what dye methods have you all tried I think all of them, I like maybe I've done lotions, I've done clear glue, all sorts of Floetrol um, things, uh, you know, cells, stencils, hot dips. Um, I've tried them all, I think. There's probably more like hand painting, all like sponging a, a little bit. It was a cotton ball, but like I feel like it counts. Um, <laughs> uh, so, like, basically all of them. I, I res, like I only really stick to a handful that I like. I don't do a whole lot of lotion besides lotion paint. Um, but I, I think I've dabbled in just about everything just to try it. What's your favorite method? It was definitely clear glue beds. That was like what I did. Messing with Floetrol is so much fun. I'm not like as good at it as I am with clear glue. Clear glue seems to be like a little bit easier. Um, it's not as finicky. The heat's not as important. You can just leave it for 24 hours to get a good good saturation. But um, Floetrol is just so much fun to play with that I'd have to say, like, that's my favorite to do. But it's not the one I'm best at by any means. So if someone saw a dyed disc by you, what do you have? Do you think you have a signature technique? And if so, what is it? I, I really don't. Like I said, I, I dabble in so much. I don't know that, like, maybe somebody like I can see dyers that are like pretty big in the community and and pick their discs out generally like i feel like a lot of people like you can kind of tell you know so there might be things about me that other people could be like oh yeah i know but i don't feel like i have a style i do if i had to pick like one thing that i'm kind of known for it's uh these bad boys i i've like i did them last year uh about this time i posted a couple online um, various colors and like, you know, all that stencil, but like little variations on it here and there, like Facebook, uh, went nuts. They're, they're controversial. The Christians are like, you, I had a guy tell me if he saw it on the, on the course, he'd shred it. And, uh, I got, I know, I know. And I got to respond with like, if I saw your disc on the course, regardless of what was on it, I would return it to you and you can decide whose actions are more righteous. And that made me feel really pious and good about myself. (laughs) um <laughs> but they they're it's like so stupid it's such like a simple little mm. cool i like the way it looks i really think it's a cool disc like a cool stencil they just generate so much like controversy and buzz when i post them so like i i did i was like i'm gonna make a couple more this year it's been about a year and i posted a couple online and immediately like the the comments are coming people are angry people love it hail satan i'm like it's not satan it's baphomet technically <laughs> but um You know, they just, I think people, I've sold, so I've made five of them and they're, besides this one that I held on to, um, they were gone like immediately. And now I've got to buy more discs and they're on um, Castaplast goats because I think it's a funny little pun, like it's a goat. Um, uh, So I always like put them on goats and people love them. I sent one to Sweden yesterday. Um, I, I sent one to a guy to yesterday who then today sent me like shipping for the disc that I sent to Sweden. Cause like we were DMing and I mentioned like, Oh, I didn't realize it was going to be almost 30 bucks to send the disc to Sweden. Kind of ate that one. 
And today he just sent me that, like after he'd already paid for the shipping and the disc, he sent me an extra 30 bucks almost for shipping. Oh, wow, that's and awesome. Like, Bro, you didn't have to, like, why are you doing this? I'm like, thank you, but why? <laughs> um, so that that disc is like, I can't sell, I make discs that I love, like I think are really cool. And I can't, this one, this, um, I've got like a little stash here under this drawer. But like I made this one, nobody cares. I love it. I think it's cool and simple. It looks like a little tattoo, like flash art. Mm-hmm. Um, eh, I don't want it. Get the Christians angry and people are swarming. Like I can't get <laughs> I gotta buy, I have a waiting list. I gotta buy 10 more of those stupid things and make them. That's crazy. Awesome, I, but crazy. I, I know. It's you like, found your little niche there. Really, it's the only reason I'm still dying this right now. <laughs> I can afford to. <laughs> nice. Um, have you had any weird or interesting commission requests? Surprisingly, no. Um, I, I really haven't. Like the most interesting ones, I think, were like the, I've done two sets for groomsmen at this point. I did do this guy to try to get... Uh, Kurt Kreischer's attention when he was in town because I know he throws discs and stuff. It's on a wraith. It's like his favorite disc. Um, I messaged him on Instagram. Never heard back. You know, he hasn't heard of the protagonist. I've got almost like fifteen hundred followers. I don't know why he wouldn't respond. <laughs> but no dice. So Bert, uh, if you're watching this, hit me up. Protagonist dies. My name's Lander. Right. Uh, I will cut this clip out at mention you and put it on Instagram. It's like, look at All this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you, man. I'll bring yeah. you on the course with him. <laughs> Do you have any must-have dye accessories? I was I was thinking about this one too, man. Uh, not besides like my ninety-nine cent cake pans that I get from uh, Walmart. Uh, my one janky heat lamp. I got a heat lamp bulb that's in like one of those Pixar lamps that the bulb is four times bigger than the little shade that tries to come over it, so it just sticks <laughs> out the bottom. Like I I. I'm telling you, I got the the worst setup in the world, which should be encouraging to like people that are starting out. Like if this guy can make it happen with the like the ridiculous circumstances he's working on, certainly I can do it. But um, one thing I really like is uh, these I have um, to apply acetone mixes dyes to my like glue beds. I have basically tiny like little syringes that I found on Amazon. You suck them up and they're like a little metal, tiny little tip. So I like those for applying um, my mm. acetone dyes to my bed. Nice. I should have brought one out to show you. I oh. didn't. Shame on you. Now, no Next one will ever know, ever. So there's That's that. That's mine. Those are mine and you can't have them. <laughs> I also feel like everybody has a janky heat lamp set up. I don't think anybody <laughs> has a proper one or, or a proper way to, um, oh yeah. For your stencils, how do you center center your stencils? Because I asked that because that brought up the question. No one has no a proper way of. Uh, most people like hang lasers on some riggedy jig thing. So, yeah, how do you center your stencils? Yeah, you so uh, yeah, my stencil setup is a, a a laser pointer, like the pen. It's like this long. Mm-hmm. A like Livestrong rubber bracelet that I can wrap around it to hold the button down. Uh, a pair of wireless earbuds that I hang the, that from. <laughs> this is all honestly 100% true. <laughs> and, and that, jan- dude, janky. <laughs> I got to change my dye name. Uh, <laughs> janky ass dyes. Uh, it hangs from a lamp that hangs over the island in my kitchen. I hang all that from that. I wait like 15 minutes for it to stop swaying. <laughs> I go get a snack and I come back and I, and I center my disc. Perfectly every mm. time. Yeah, I mean, whatever works. I feel like we need to have a contest of the jankiest either heat lamp setup or laser <laughs> yeah. pointer setup. Because yeah, I could, I might, I could be a lock on both of those. Honestly, like I can't <laughs> win a die competition to save my life these days. But I could. Let's do that, please. Uh, I need a win. Awesome. I could use a W. Do you keep an inventory of die discs or do you die on demand type thing or a little bit of both? A little bit of both. So like I, I die and if somebody like is comes to me with a commission, I'm down to try just about anything. Um, usually it works out better than I like anticipate at first, which is nice. Um, gives you the confidence to keep going. And then like stuff, I do a lot of like, I'm just going to buy some stuff and die things that I think are cool and hope that other people do and buy them. And apparently I got shit taste because <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> usually, usually work out real well in my favor, um, which is weird because I think I have great taste, but yeah, it's the people I, that are wrong. I 
completely agree with that. Where do you buy your discs that you die? Online a lot or like my local shop, Millennium. Um, if I need some like quick, I'll go there, but generally online. Um, from B-Tribs a lot, parplastics.com, shout out. Um, those guys have been good to me, so I, I use them a lot. Do you have any fail stories or any fails that were memorable to you? Do I ever? And actually, <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I don't love having people send me discs to die because uh, I've got like PTSD from the time a dude in like Florida sent a disc up for me to die for him and I, I scorched it. I put it under a heat lamp. Not only that, man, I really blew this thing. Um, I got over eager with my uh, clear glue bed and dropped it in before the acetone had um, evaporated. So I ruined the stamp. And then I applied heat for some reason. I've never really used heat for glue beds before that. And I don't know what I was thinking. Like, word of advice, kids, don't try new stuff that you've never done before on somebody else's disc. <laughs> like, save that for your F2s and stuff. Um, and I absolutely destroyed this man's disc. And I felt so bad. And I got in touch with him and like was super honest <laughs> right off the gate because uh, that's my MO kind of. And I uh, was like, bro, I'm real sorry that you sent me this disc. I think I, I got him another one of like the same disc, did the die, sent him a second disc, and I think refunded his money. Like I, I if anything, I want to have a good reputation. You know, yeah. even if I'm not the best dyer, I want people to like like me and, and tell people like oh, this, he's a good dude. And, you know, so I, if I screw up your disc, I, I, I'm going to make it up to you. I promise. <laughs> well, <laughs> I ruined no, it. <sighs> Another one in the garbage. Yeah, <laughs> and that one was. I felt bad too. That was a bad one. What disc was it? I don't remember exactly. It was a. I think it was a Discraft ESP. It might have been an Avenger SS. If I if I'm remembering correctly, but it was. I felt it was sorry, and it looked bad, and I sent it back to him too. <laughs> I, was like, here, I mean, here it is. I'm not going to keep it. That moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Talk about, well, hey, how, do you fuck up a lot? Never. Not at all. Oh, okay. I am perfect because I learn from everybody else's mistakes. No. Oh, that's smart. Um, that's a good point to not experiment on customers' discs. Experiment yeah. on your own time um, because I kind of had something similar happen where I was trying something new that I'd never done before and it didn't come out exactly how I wanted it. And I'm like, God damn it, I should have did a test disc to know how that would have worked that sucks when that happens this is good have um, you like ever considered throwing it back to somebody and being interviewed uh with your own questions on your podcast see i don't like this i'm the host you're the guest <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about your feelings for a little while uh no i'm the one asking the questions okay, um damn it yes i should have came but prepared. at some point i may be interviewed so cool there's that <laughs> Ooh, that's a good uh, teaser. Yes. Well, not really that great exciting. Now I, I'm <laughs> I'm hyping it up more than what it is. Plus, people hear my shit all the time, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's so, true. I'm bored of you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is fun. Ah, do you have any other tips or tricks you would like to impart your wisdom on your fellow dyers? Yeah, like if nothing else, go go of controversial man do something that's going to make a couple people mad because that that's where <laughs> that's where the dollars is i um that's the only way i can make money is by kicking the hornet's nest so if it works for me it might work for you all right well um <laughs> don't do a die of like killing babies or no or like <laughs> or like yeah i would steer clear of like babies puppies hitler's pretty probably off limits um yeah racial like stuff i would probably stay away from if you had to start disc dying today is there anything that you would do differently knowing what you know now i wouldn't do it <laughs> to be honest it's um it's like for for me personally i really like it like i, I love doing it i like that i'm doing it but it's become it's not like i'm not making any money doing it which is tough because it takes up a lot of time um I, I I like that like locally people are like oh that's that guy that dies discs and stuff that's kind of cool it feels good for me but 
it like I I don't think it's really worth my time and investment like fiscally um necessarily here's what I would do I wouldn't not do it I wouldn't do it like commercially I'd do stuff for me and a couple of my friends maybe I don't think I'd try to like go big or I'm not really trying to go big but I don't think I'd like put it all out there like that and I'm that's not uh, that's a bad advice I wouldn't say don't do that do that if that's what you want to do just for me personally like I can't it's not going to be a full-time job it's not going to like it's not going to put food on my table it has helped I'll say in the last week, uh, there was a, a, a death in the family. My wife was off of work for a week and I was out of work for a week and selling these like five silly Baphomet discs, God bless them, um, has really helped a little bit with a cushion. That's like the only income I've had. So there's that. But otherwise, it's, you know, it's a, I, I love it, but it, it gets me sometimes. What, I guess, keeps you going? I know you mentioned a little bit, but what keeps you going dying these discs? Like the fact that people actually come to me and say, like, will you, will you make me this? Or will you, like, uh, I'm, I'm not turning people away. Like, I want to do it for you. I want to help you. Um, I want to, like, keep it reasonable, although reasonable is getting harder and harder because, like, I can't believe people are still buying dyed discs, honestly, because, like, the way prices are inflating and things are getting more expensive and like my raises stay pretty stagnant um and money gets tighter like i i don't have money to buy people's diet discs so i get surprised that other people do but if you come to me and want one like i'm, I'm gonna do it i'm gonna try my darndest um because i'm a people pleaser <laughs> so that's really why i do it to keep people happy at my own expense I feel like the die disc marketplace is pretty saturated a lot of people doing it and it's hard to stand out and it's really hard to make a living. Um, and for the stuff that you do, like the stencils, that takes more time to do. If it was just like a bed, yeah, mm -hmm. you can maybe maybe pound those up pretty easy. But uh, the stencils take more time. And if you're coloring it in, it takes more time. And yeah. the time that you put into dyeing the disc versus what the people pay for the dye portion, not the disc, is ridiculous, honestly. Um I, I yeah. I'll work, you know, a handful of hours, three, four, you know, sporadically here and there, whatever, you know, weeding, stenciling, getting the stencil together, finding a stencil that I like or that you want that works for me because I can't work in Photoshop. I don't have the ability. I'm stealing like images and, and typing in like coloring pages to find like black and white line drawings from coloring books to do stencils of, you know, janky. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, but stuff takes a lot of time. And then I make 10 or 15 bucks on a disc because I don't, don't want to chart. Like I can't, I'm a terrible businessman. Like I, I don't <laughs> want to, <laughs> I'm terrible. I don't want to like put people out or, uh, you know, so I'm not, I'm not making money. I, but with like the stencil, with all the stuff I buy, I'm probably losing money, honestly. Um, but damn, it's that, it's the love for the game, man. Yeah, no, it, it's true. It, it's fun to do, and it's um, encouraging slash exciting when someone actually does buy a disc. You're like, ooh, someone likes my work. So it's a confidence boost, and you get a little extra income to put, to dump back into the hobby. <laughs> yeah, right. So I took, like, a hit probably on that disc I sent the other day, and the homeboy came through and, and paid for it, like, miraculously. But I was stoked just to send a disc to Sweden. I was like, that's super yeah. cool. That's awesome. The first thing I think of is Swedish death metal. <laughs> that's my impression of swedish death metal that's pretty good right that's <laughs> all right um shout out session are there any dyers well, i want to show that i don't have a shout out or that you got inspiration from i think so probably it, like there's there's a lot um like brian i already said obviously um pipe dreamer tutorial kind of kicked off my abilities a little bit so thank you to him um bobby from um the difference is doing it tdd army i've watched a lot of his stuff not enough of his stuff god there's so much content there um maybe bobby if you're watching this someday you'll have me do like a thing that'd be awesome i saw that like emily did one i, I know her kind of um <laughs> so uh um yeah like like uh, emily's great jillian happy tree dies i think like she was one of the first people that did like she did like that uh um like photorealistic banana hand painted on a burg and i was like you can do that like that's not fair stop it she did like a couple of koi fish that she hand painted it's ridiculous um gary upham uh 
the name of his dye company is is escaping me right now, but he does hand painted stuff. It's amazing. Maybe I'll put like a little thing that says this. And there's a ton more. Like there's I've I've been doing as you you know behind the scenes stuff a lot of like dire competitions and have been in a lot of group jets with a lot of people that are just like totally exceptional and super talented. And um, I don't know the community at large. Really, I just like to say is a fantastic like super cool cool community. Everybody's been like very accepting. Everybody's willing to like trade tips and secrets and like this is how you do this like no one's keeping stuff close to their chest everyone's like trying to promote each other it's been very very cool and uplifting like a super dope community of people yeah no i agree it's uh definitely uh, a great community and hopefully it stays that way and i think it will so yeah so i've known that you've been on some of these competitions how was your experience with those wave so groovy once again the, the first competition that i was in was one that he put on um there were a couple different brackets i was put into the stencil one um so I put a cool stencil on a disc i think the the theme was groovy which is real vague so i was like eh, do whatever i want with this one um and there were some like super talented dyers in that competition including like jory fly dies who is like i think it's his full-time job dying discs uh, he's got like 10k plus followers. He's like a behemoth in the die game. Uh, he was in there um, along with a bunch of other really talented dyers. And um, the way the competition was ran was like basically, you know, promote yourself, do your own thing, get yourself out there, figure it out, and see who gets the most votes head to head in a bracket style competition. So um, at the, I, I won first break, like first, uh, matchup, second matchup. And it turned out to be me against Jory in the finals. I pulled off the win, not necessarily because I, I did a better job than he did. Um, but, uh, because I've got a couple cousins who are like, um, they're not Insta famous, you know, but, but they got, they, their, their social media game is on point. All right. And I was like, Hey cousins like check this out vote for me and tell everyone you know and i think they like rallied the troops because i was i remember being like really i was out playing a local course and i'm in the woods and my reception is spotty and i'm trying to like keep tabs on who's winning and i was up like the night before and that day i'm out on the disc golf course and i can't really talk to people my reception's bad and i'm watching the, the stuff go down and i'm losing and i'm like no and so i sent those text messages out and i at the end of the day, I ended up winning. I won that first competition. And now people keep asking me to do more. And uh, I think, like, I did your, your, but you and, and Jillian and and uh, Jordan and and uh, my ginger friend put on a competition for Halloween. I did this. this. I really thought it was cool, man. I like the, the nostalgia of it as my slappy from Goosebumps disc that I made. Um, and I got torn up. Like, I think I came in second or third to last after surprise guest Jordan who was part of running it that's never died a disc before <laughs> sharpied some stuff on a disc um, so I got eaten alive in that competition there was not like the whole element of like my cousins couldn't save me <laughs> um, but I I actually enjoyed that competition more um, just because I wasn't working so hard to like generate the votes and I, and I'm still doing competitions. I'm in one, uh, for, I'm going to be doing one for Christmas. Actually, I'm going to be doing two for Christmas because somebody dropped out of another one. I was asked to be in that one as well. So I'm going to be in, doing two for Christmas and it, it's the same thing, man. I know I'm not like a juggernaut compared to some of these other guys, the thing that I really like about it is the community and just being a part of it and like being in the chats and like getting to know people and uh, just shooting the shit and joking around and having fun. That's 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 more fun to me than winning the competition. So those group chats are entertaining in multiple ways. <laughs> that's true. I got to stop sending pictures of my body, though. I get <laughs> All right. That's giving a too much detail and uh <laughs> That's for us to know. Nobody else. And you to find yes. out. Yes. Uh, so doing that judging video for that Halloween, that was fun because honestly, I had no idea who was who. So you didn't have any bias on that. Yeah. 
Um, and you guys were just able to be mean without having to worry about it coming back at you. Mean. Pretty much. Yeah, it was just Bill. That was mean, really. He hurt my feelings. Um, <laughs> I'm coming for but you. Yeah. Those competitions, um, definitely a good experience. So, all right, moving on. So now we're going to get to know you a little bit more on a personal oh, level. Yeah, the fun part. This is what Just I've been waiting for. Please don't send any pics of your body without clothes. Don't, um, don't say. Don't tell me not to do stuff because I'll do it out of spite. Um, <laughs> all right. So your favorite fave. What is or who is your favorite bo- band and or favorite song? I like have a really hard time answering this question because my I'm just shifting through like what I'm listening to at the time constantly. Uh, Right now I'm listening to a lot of Blink-182 for whatever reason. They just like came back, you know, Tom's back, whatever. Um, So there's been a lot of that. But like I think if I had to go like all time favorite, I'm I'm like a I'm a hip hop guy kind of at heart. But I like a little bit like a more eclectic a little bit hip-hop not like way off the grid but not quite so mainstream so aesop uh rock not uh asap rocky but aesop rock like aesop's fables is like my favorite lyricist and and rapper and i think he's incredible um i i i like sublime a lot like that used to be my go-to band for a while um a band called i'm the avalanche uh which is kind of like a New York hardcore kind of uh, band is really sweet. I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tough question. Um, and it's always evolving, but those are, that's a, a glimpse into some of my musical tastes. Yeah. No, if someone asked like, me that, I really couldn't give an answer. Cause that is, a, I like musicals as well. <laughs> that's fascinating. They have great uh, soundtracks. Most of the time, sometimes I listen to the Les Mis soundtrack on, on the way to work. Hey man, the the day. that's perfectly fine. Um, do you You're play catching. any instruments? Uh, no, I mean, I could, I could drum on a table. I played the saxophone when I was in like fourth grade for a little while, but I they, like, they want you to practice. Mm, that wasn't for me. Um, fun fact. <laughs> I used to play the saxophone as well in <clears throat> middle school. The reason I wanted to play the saxophone because Lisa from the Simpsons played the saxophone. Okay. I jive with that. I'm a huge Simpsons fan. <laughs> you could be like, you're like a, like a new age bleeding gums a little bit. Maybe I, I yeah. love the Simpsons that I was brought up on the Simpsons. I am the person that I am because of the Simpsons and mad magazine. So I feel that big time. Simpsons did it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite food? Give you a second to shout out my cat Mochi. She got locked in the basement with me. I didn't know she was down here, so I'll give her a second for that. Um, chicken wings. I've got one tattooed on my left butt cheek. Uh, they're my favorite food. I'll send you pictures of my body later. See, I knew we were gonna get there. Um, <laughs> uh, it was it was uh, done. Remember, like when you first started asking me questions about my friends, I mentioned my friend Aaron who won't disc golf. It was his bachelor party. And his idea while we were out was for everyone to go get tattoos on their their butt cheek. You got to choose which side. And he wanted everyone to get like the two cherries hanging off a stem for some reason. I don't know. He thinks it was funny. It's not funny. Um, and I went, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Um, but I love chicken wings and I'll do that. So I've got a chicken wing on my butt cheek. Uh, he's got a top hat and a monocle. He's a classy chicken wing. Um, <laughs> one of my other buddies got a, so that I had another buddy who's like, well, I don't know what, what to get. And, uh, so I, I floated him an idea and he's got a severed chicken head with two like cross drumsticks, like the Jolly Roger flag. Uh, that one's even better than mine. And I'm sad that I gave him that idea, but I had to have the chicken wing, you know? Well, that's something I wouldn't do on a whim, but that's still pretty cool. <laughs> um, do you have any favorite sauces? Yeah, I'm a mango habanero guy. I think that's really top notch. Um, buffalo garlic parm, a little bit of a mix there between the two. That's a good wing. Um, like your uh, upstate New York, we got something called country sweet, and I don't. I think boss sauce as well might be a regional thing. I'm not positive, but that's like kind of a sweet and sour, a little spicy kind of thing, which is fantastic. Um, but like, I don't really discriminate when it comes to chicken wings. Hit me. <laughs> I was gonna say, where <laughs> is your favorite place to get uh, chicken wings or buy them? Cool. I'll segue right into what I was going to say. I have a buddy. I'm going to shout out some of my buddies. Forget all these other people. My friend Owen from around here puts on a, a event 
pandemic kind of slowed it down for a while. I think it might be starting up again, but it's called the Cluck Crawl. And you get a bunch of guys and gals in the in the city get on these school buses that he rents out and they drive you around to bars and the bars are all trying to win competition of best wing and hottest wing. And um, it, it's the, like the best time in the world. You go around, you're, you're, you're drinking at the bars, you're getting on the bus, you're going from place to place, you're eating chicken wings. People are getting spiced out because they really go like crazy <laughs> to, to win hottest wing. I have a picture online, I'll show it to you sometime, of me after getting some of the hot sauce from one of the places that, that had hottest wing uh, in my eye. And on the cards that they give you, you write like, you vote who's got the best wing, who's got the hottest wing. And I've got this picture superimposed as the card. Somebody wrote, I don't eat spicy foods, but the wing at the Angry Goat was the name of the bar, almost killed the guy on my bus. And underneath that is a picture of me standing outside by the bus with a bottle of saline solution, just spraying <laughs> into my face to try to get the sauce out of my eye. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a labor of love right there. Chicken wing is a food that will take you out. Fantastic. What is your favorite beverage? Sparkle water. <laughs> like uh just a um like a sparkling what like a flavored seltzer. That's what I drink all the time. Otherwise, like hit me with an IPA. I'm cool with that. Um but mostly just sparkly water. So you like basically bubbly watered down leftover soda. Yeah, it's like it it tastes like TV static. I like it. My <laughs> my, my, my favorite one is uh is bubbly's um pineapple coconut. That's a great flavor. I suggest you try it. It tastes like TV my, static. <laughs> my wife loves uh the sparkling water and I every time I was like, let me try a taste, I'm like yeah, <laughs> it does. It's certainly an acquired. It's weird when I realize that people don't like it because I'm like, oh, you want one of these? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. What is that? Is it soda? What? No, not exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Disgusting stuff. Anyways, yeah. do you have any other hobbies besides disc golf and or disc dying? I like to play video games. I like to um, I'm trying to grind through Elden Ring right now. I'm not great at it. I play Rocket League way too much. I'm a huge Rocket League fan. I think it's the best game ever. I play with one buddy most of the time because I don't because nobody else likes Rocket League apparently. Um, and it's just that that's my like inside getaway. I can throw on a headset and just laugh with him playing Rocket League for hours. Um, other than that, like I'll I'll I don't really have any like hobbies. Like this is the thing I'm gonna go do, but I'm down to do just about anything. I like doing stuff. I like new experiences. So. You know, fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy as we've figured out this evening uh what do you do for a day job so i am uh my my title is crisis intervener i work in an alternative high school um and i i guess it's like a mix between counseling and security um so i spend my days like there's always it's there's you know it's 100 students they're all um mostly or all of them have some form of trauma history. Um, so, you know, they're, they're great kids and I love them to death, but they, they, you know, can be problem. There's behaviors, you know? Um, so I deal with the behaviors and I, I go to calls and I talk kids off ledges and I, and I help out when I can. And if uh, need be, um, break up fights, do restraints, train my staff how to do restraints, play kickball. I don't, I don't know if you can see it. I was playing kickball. <laughs> I sent this in a group chat the other day. I was playing kickball in the gym. It's a volleyball unit. Small gym. The place used to be a meatpacking plant. Uh, <laughs> small gym. They took the volleyball net down, but it was still hanging from one of the poles, which just happens to be like in the middle of a base in kickball. And as I'm running by at a full sprint, my arm somehow got into the volleyball net and it spun me around, pulled my arm. I've got a weird bruise all the way up my arm that's like volleyball net shaped i guess <laughs> so that's what i do i love it. it's the best job in the world i get to like hang out with teenagers and like i feel like it gives me carte blanche to say stuff like lit and hella whenever i want <laughs> um i'm always up on the new lingo it's dope that's awesome that you do that no it's it's really awesome what got you into that or why do you like like why do you do that i've been with uh this organization for like 16 or 17 years now. 
uh, when I first started, I there was a, I don't know if the penny saver is a national thing or if that's just like a New York thing. It's like a, it comes in the mail. It's junk mail, but it's got like job ads in the back sometimes. And my mom saw one when I was like 20 something years old. Uh, and she goes, hey, there's like this opening at the school to be a paraeducator. Maybe you should check it out. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'll check it out. Um, and I went there and uh, <laughs> there, the school was going through some issues at the time. The, the head administrator had been caught like laundering funds or something ridiculous and, and was kicked out and maybe jailed. So there was like an interim principal there that interviewed me. The whole time, all he talked about was like his stint in AAA baseball. <laughs> I was hired on the spot. Uh, like less than a month into, I'm I'm 22. I'm a less restrained version of the person that I am now, which is dangerous. Uh, I'm working in a school with kids that are like they they also age out at 21 in this program for various reasons that you know it takes them a while to get through the program um so in instances i'm like the same age as some of my students at this point and less than a month in i find myself teaching a history class because the teacher was in like desert storm and had ptsd and a, a stutter that he couldn't shake and <laughs> was out and i was the para and they were like yeah i teach the class so I, uh, I cut my teeth early and just kind of worked through. I actually went to school to become an English teacher at one point, like went all the way through, graduated school, um, did my student teaching in like two different places, came back and saw all the miserable teachers and went, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and uh, at that point, I'd been I'd been with them for a while. The crisis intervener, intervener position uh, became available and I interviewed for it with uh, the principal that I knew really well at the time. After the first, it was my first time ever having a real job interview. Now I'm like third, you know, in my thirties, something like that, I've been with them forever. But the last job interview I had, the guy just talked about AAA baseball. That was like my first real <laughs> job interview. <laughs> so after I interviewed for this position, the principal comes to me and he goes, yo, your interview, and this is a quote, sucked out loud. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> okay, you know, so, and he goes, you can re-interview and he gave me these tips and like pointers and what to do and i like just kind of followed the the rubric and came back and re-interviewed and got the job and i've been doing this for seven years or something like that now that's awesome um keep up the great work and that's yeah i feel like we're learning a lot about me right now like almost too much this is getting deep well, this is this is this is what it is you know does it always um, happen like this oh yeah okay i'll like I said, I haven't. We're going to get to your fresh. deepest, darkest secrets that you have, which I, I honestly don't know if I want to open that pin. No, I wouldn't. Like, I've never told anyone. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go there. All right. Uh, next segment. Um, so, if you had to play around with three discs for the rest of your life on any course, what would they be? Okay, so I did think about this briefly. I also think it's an impossible question to answer for a disc golfer of my caliber because I'm not good enough to, but here it goes. Uh, a Get Freaky Zone, in particular the green one that I have in my bag right now because I'm partial to it. Um, it's the only disc I feel like I can actually throw on a forehand. I, my forehand game, not, not hot, um, but the zone I can throw on a forehand for like a left to right approach shots and you know in a pinch i can putt with it i'm not going to be any worse than i am putting with a with a less stable putter um because i can't putt either so get freaky zone then uh an axiom hex that's like my go-to mid it's replaced and i like went back and forth do i need like something more understable do i go with the meteor that i can throw but i'll just throw the zone for that shot on a forehand so axiom hex because i can put a little ante on it it's going to fight back a little bit I can I can run a couple lines with that, and for my driving like slot, I I've mulled this over a little bit, and I think I'm gonna go with the Axiom again. The Insanity is a disc that I really like because I I can throw it straight and get a turn. Um, I can put it on a on a hyzer line and have it flip up flat and and glide for a while. You know when I throw it right, uh, <laughs> not every time, 
but on a perfect throw, I can I can make things happen. So the the zone, the hex, the insanity. That's, that's my trio. I like you because two of your three are uh, axiom discs. And are you an axiom guy? Earlier this year, I switched out my bag to MVP slash axiom. Why? Yeah, because uh, buying new discs would make me better. Uh, understood. Yeah, I get that. Um, it didn't, but it did in a way. Uh, I've recently started using fission plastic, so the lighter weight discs, which has been helping tremendously to get the actual flight numbers with yeah. my noodle arm. My pride is too big to allow me to buy lighter weight discs. <laughs> like I need the heaviest weight. I know. The perfect hole. Do you have a favorite disc golf course and or hole that you've played? Hole 12 at Ellison Park, which I mentioned earlier, is like a really big downhill. It's probably the biggest elevation change in like my area. Um, I think it's like a 500 something, maybe it's like six downhill. Just, it's just from where you are standing up top, it's almost as far down as it is out. It feels like. And so that's just fun because you're standing on top of the world and, and throwing a disc that in most cases gets caught in the wind and, and turns and never comes back. And your second shot is just as long as your first in my experience anyway. But other than that, I was, um, able to one time a year i think a year ago go out with uh with four guys and hit up maple hill and some courses along the way and just hole one at, at maple hill just being there and experiencing like a like a real top-notch disc golf course for the first time um that stuck with me that's super cool that's a good place to go it's fun do you have any other courses on your bucket list I'm not like informed enough to know of like the real good ones. We played Jorlamon 501, 508, something like that out that way, which was really good. Pyramids and Maple Hill. So those were all like extraordinary courses. I've been talking to a guy in Vermont that that has graciously, I just know him from Sonoma Disc, but he graciously offered me a place to stay if I ever wanted to come to Vermont and throw discs out there. And um, I've been to Vermont once to ski when my buddy was going to college in the area and that's just a super cool place so if i had the chance i'd like to go out that way i know pennsylvania's got some places that are really nice that's not too far from me i would love to play like any place colorado or like midwest where like the topography is just different than it is here i've never done that i played in florida once it's like the most different kind of disc golf i've ever played um, but it wasn't a great course i would find it extremely fun to go around the country and playing different courses Someday. Me and you. Yes. <laughs> Together forever. Best uh -huh. friends. Dream date. If you had to pick one pro disc golf player to play around with and hang out with, who would that be? Yeah, so I thought a little bit about this one, too. And my answer is um, it would be Kona Panis. Um, for these reasons, A, if she had a real bad day and I had a real good day, I think there's a chance I might be able to catch her. <laughs> Probably not, but like if the odds were just in my favor that day and the gods were smiling upon me, maybe. Not a whole lot of pros I'd ever have. Not that, that sounds bad. I really, she's got a good game, but like you know, she's not top of the top of the line, and she she falters occasionally. And other than that, like if she does beat me, like. I got no issues with that. She's super cool. She's rad. She's really good at the game. And um, yeah, she's pretty cute. And uh, I like her Instagram stories. She seems really fun. So Nice. That's, that's I, Did anybody else say that one yet? No. Um, I would actually have to remind myself of who she actually is. Oh, all right. She's got, like, discs and stuff, man. Well, yeah, what <laughs> team? What team is she on? Green. Great. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, no, man. Moving on. I wouldn't know the answer to any of the... If you asked me who anybody was on, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Except for, like, Macbeth. Or like, I feel like she's I know on... Heimberg's had a destroyer. I wanted to say... Does she have, like, a... I'm trying to think of what her, like, 
her signature discs are and there it's got flowers on it i can see it in my head and i just can't figure out what it's not it doesn't have an overmold okay well i've come to the conclusion that your memory is not great it's but not your discs are awesome oh thank you so much i forgot we were talking about those <laughs> All right, so where can people find your amazing work? Yeah, so people can find my like stellar, stellar work at at the protagonist dies on Instagram. Um, the underscore protagonist underscore dies. I hashtag myself in all my things. So hopefully, if you just like type it in, I do it without the underscores too because I'm smart. And uh, <laughs> if, you, if you type, but without spaces, maybe no, you can't put spaces in a hashtag. At the protagonist dies, go there and then groovydiscs.com. Please check it out. I'm not the only disc artist on groovydiscs.com. There's some like really, really amazing work. So even if you're not looking at my stuff, um, please go check out the artists there. Like really, really good stuff. Um, and other than that, like you'll see me posting on Facebook occasionally, but I'm not like necessarily pushing my brand or anything there. I'm just putting out discs that I think are neat for people to look at. Awesome. My phone number so, at home is five. Sorry. <laughs> five, 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 five. <laughs> so if you want to support this starving artist to make sure he keeps dying discs, we're actually going to be raffling off one of his amazing discs. So besides getting this one of a kind, amazing artwork, you're also going to be helping support him and a hundred percent of the proceeds will go to him. So when this podcast gets released, uh, that is when the raffle will go live and it will be live for two weeks. So you could win one of his discs for $1, which is chump change. If you don't do it, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. So I have a buy, dollar even. Yeah. I mean, buy one ticket, buy many. So uh, take a look at that. The disc will be determined and it will be released when it's released. So uh <laughs> Again, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. It was a pleasure to meet and talk to you in person, um, and I hope it was likewise. So, Yeah, it's been great, man. Thank you so much for having me. Um, if you do decide to, to spend one of your hard-earned dollars to try to win a disc of mine, every disc comes with like a piece of myself. I kiss it on the back. It comes with a little sticker. It's got my logo on it, which is a skull, which is super. That's awesome and rad. Um, and uh and i'll love you forever and i'll come to your wedding so bye those are some very big claims so buy one of his discs <laughs> find out fuck around find yes. out. yes <laughs> all right until next time we'll talk to you guys later take bye. care man thank you so much